0: Good enough and getting better. Welcome to the podcast where we can pursue personal growth, not because we have to in order to somehow be good enough, but because we know we already are good enough. We are each a unique and rare expression of human life with no duplicate. And from this foundation, We pursue personal growth because we know we can, and because we know we are capable of creating all kinds of different experiences in life. And we want to play with that capacity and expand our options. We make personal growth enjoyable and easy when we can approach it with joy and playful curiosity instead of lack and insecurity. So stay tuned and join me on this journey to be more rooted in our true self-worth and more empowered in our growth process. We are good enough and we are getting even better. Hi, welcome back to the podcast. I am your host, Laura Lenore. And since most of you listening are probably interested in personal growth, given the topic of this podcast, today I want to talk about finding a healthy balance in this area. It can be so easy to get caught up in all the tools, the books, the podcasts even, that can help us grow and improve in life, that we neglect to take some time to appreciate where we are right now, to notice what's really good about us, about our lives, which it's very likely that there are at least a few things that are really worth appreciating, even if your overall situation is not so great. And on the flip side, we can also be so focused on the places in our life where we feel sort of safe and comfortable that we avoid the things that can be good for our growth, right? Maybe there are areas where we just feel like everything is fine there and I'm not even going to pay attention to that And both sides of this dynamic can leave us feeling out of balance. Now, just to clarify my perspective on this here for a moment, I don't actually think there is a perfect state of balance that we just achieve and then we're done, right? We find balance and that's it there are always going to be factors in our lives that are changing. And the balance that feels healthy for you today might look very different from the balance that works for you in a month or a year from now. Somebody who is going through grad school is going to have a very different kind of balance than someone who just had a baby. We know this intuitively, and yet we still somehow hold ourselves to this idea that we have to find and create and keep this kind of perfect balance in our lives. That's not true either. That's not what I'm talking about. Ideally, we are continually recalibrating, which is a good thing. And it allows us to be adaptable and flow with the inevitable changes that happen in life. So in order to give you an experience of the ways in which this recalibration can happen, where we can make this happen for ourselves on a more regular basis with some intention, in this episode today, I am basically just going to ask you to explore some ideas with me. I'm going to ask you some questions where you can just answer them to yourself while you're listening to this, hit pause to think through the answers if you need to, or if you feel a need to dive in deeper, doing some journaling around some of these ideas might be helpful for you too. The first one is about gratitude. Now, this is a pretty popular idea, this whole gratitude journaling, that kind of practice. And it's popular for a reason, right? So there's a lot of research backing up the mental and physical health benefits that come from this kind of practice, specifically something like a daily practice of writing about something that you're grateful for, or sometimes it's three things per day. There are some other variations on this, writing a gratitude letter to someone each week, whether or not you send it, it doesn't matter, though you can if you want. Putting one thing to be grateful for into a jar each day and then reread them at the end of the month or the end of the year. Some people incorporate this into a mindfulness meditation, just like noticing whatever you see, hear, feel, smell, taste in the moment and expressing gratitude to those things as it just allows you to be much more present. I've also heard of people having like a cue, you know, like maybe a smooth rock you carry in your pocket where every single time you touch it, it's a reminder to take a moment and really think about something that you're grateful for right now. With all of these having regular repetition for at least A short time, like a few weeks or so, can actually really serve to help us tune our attention, right? Our reticular activating system, which is basically this part of our unconscious mind that decides what's important and what's not. And so it brings those things to our conscious attention more frequently. And we can tune that towards noticing more and more of the good things in our lives. And that's where this is really going to pay off. So if you feel like maybe you notice the things that go wrong or annoy you or what you dislike more than you notice the things that are going right in your life, then it's a good idea to stop and ask yourself right now, what is going right for me? What do I enjoy in my life right now? What's bringing me joy? What's bringing me pleasure in my life? what am I grateful for? And maybe even set an intention for yourself right now. Essentially, ask your unconscious mind to remind you whenever you notice yourself focusing on what's wrong or getting annoyed or just pause for a moment, maybe take a deep breath to reset and then ask yourself to notice what am I grateful for right now? It really helps us shift out of unresourceful states where stress, where tension allows us to not think as clearly as we need to in a lot of ways. And as an added challenge for this point here, I want to challenge you to look at the area of your life that maybe you complain about the most. Like maybe it's a job that you don't really like, or there's, you know, some relationships in your life that aren't really working for you and, you know, sort of advanced level skill here, look at that situation or that person or that area and ask the question about that. What is it about this person or situation that I actually can appreciate? What's going right here? What's good about this? What do I enjoy about this? What can I be grateful for here? And so being able to see multiple sides of Any issue is very useful. That flexibility of thinking really gives us a lot of choices for how we want to feel, how we want to approach things, and gets us out of that sort of, you know, sort of blockage that happens in our brain when stress kind of shuts down our ability to explore all the options that are possible in any given moment. So play with the idea of gratitude, journal about it regularly, or just stop and ask yourself, you know, maybe once a day or so, to notice what is it right now that's working? What's good? What am I grateful for? So the second one, this is something that I touched on in the episode about our different parts of ourselves. And I also had an episode about the finding the positive intention behind things. So this is a similar idea to those. And it's similar to a question I actually include on my intake form for every client. So the frame here is that when you're thinking about a problem or something that seems entirely negative, something you want to change, an area of your life that you're really focused on improving, you can stop and ask yourself, what positive benefit does this problem provide me? And some examples are going to be useful here. So maybe in a moment where you are feeling overwhelmed by everything that you need to do, you can ask this question and then realize that this feeling of overwhelm is actually serving as a useful reminder to stop and take stock of what's most important to you right now to prioritize. Or maybe for you, it's just a much needed reminder to take a break because it's something you don't allow yourself to do until your sort of stress system forces you to, right? Or maybe it's your body's way of telling you that you don't have to do it all by yourself, that it's okay to ask for help when you need it. Stopping to ask this question actually helps you then to tune in to what it is that you most need for your well-being, which you may notice uh, in, in this example is generally not necessarily the same thing as what we think we need for our highest possible productivity productivity and well-being are not necessarily the same goal. So that's useful to remember, I feel like, most of the time. Sometimes the benefit that is coming from this thing, this feeling or this problem, this behavior, this sort of unconscious pattern that we're repeating, maybe it's something that comes from the past. Maybe you're feeling really anxious about something that you consciously know is safe. In cases like this, it's often because our unconscious mind is holding on to some past situation that we experienced without necessarily realizing that this situation, this time, this place is different. This part of us is trying to protect us, to help us, and realizing that can actually help us relax through that response instead of getting mad at ourselves for being so irrational or something along those lines. As I discussed in the episode about working with our inner parts, it's a good idea to be friends with these aspects of ourselves. So say something like, hey, thank you. I know you're trying to help and I appreciate that. And I want you to know that this activity is actually safe for us and we're going to be okay. Right? If it's something you don't like about yourself, Something you criticize yourself for. There are often gifts here too. I have this conversation about this often with clients, particularly around some of the labels that people get from their therapist or from other places in life, like ADHD or one recently mentioned having an anxious avoidant attachment style. And often people use these labels to discount or to put themselves down when really we all have different traits. We all have different sets of traits. And the one that is going to be great in This situation might be terrible in that one and vice versa, and so really everything is context-dependent. This person who carries the label anxious avoidant might have needed that strategy to get by, to grow up in a particular kind of family environment, and maybe it's not serving them now, and that's okay, because our neuroplasticity allows us to update our patterns when something's not working. Hypnosis is obviously really helpful for that, but even without it, there is a degree to which this is happening naturally as we're adjusting to new situations in life. And even if that thing feels like a problem now, there's probably still something about it that can be viewed as a positive. Like that avoiding gives you some sense of security. And then once you realize that it lets you ask questions about how you can then go about nurturing yourself by finding new, better, maybe sort of more functional ways to feel secure that don't negatively impact your relationships in the same way. So again, the question for this one that we're asking ourselves now in this moment, where do we find ourselves focusing on something negative in our life, ourselves, maybe even a fear or worry about the future? And what is the positive benefit that you are getting from this supposedly negative thing? And the answers could be all over the place, right? Right. Like the positive for coming down with the flu might be that you don't have to go to an event that you were really uncomfortable about going to, right? So even something like getting sick might have a positive silver lining for you. Just let the answers come to you and use that information to better understand yourself, to better take care of yourself, or maybe even just be able to better appreciate where you are right now in your life, realizing this thing is here for a purpose, whether or not it's a great purpose or not is a different question, right? But we can appreciate that maybe a little bit more now than before we understood something about it. So both of those questions really speak to this aspect of overly focusing on the negative and shifting us more towards what is positive in those areas. So I am going to address the opposite tendency here too, in case that's you. If you automatically tend to gloss over any criticism or less than positive feedback as automatically being without merit, or decide on principle that you are only going to think positive things all the time. Then you might be cutting yourself off from the growth that is possible only when we recognize that things aren't working and do the work that it takes to improve them, or when there are areas where we don't have the knowledge yet or the skill to the level that we need to reach our goals. So if you're always telling yourself that you're so great already and refuse to take criticism seriously, then that's as far as you're going to go in that area. And I'm speaking, of course, of constructive criticism here. There are certainly people who have nothing helpful to add and just love to tear other people down, but you won't be able to tell the difference in order to get to the actual helpful parts if you don't even let yourself consider what was said at all, right? So if this sounds at all like you, then maybe you don't even want to hear this from me right now, because that's not as fun as believing that everything is already perfect. But hear me out here. On a deep level, you are worthwhile. You have value. You are good enough. And while all of that is absolutely true, every single one of us still has areas where we can continue to learn and grow. And that fact does not negate our value whatsoever. It's not related to our value at all, in my opinion. And you might find if you explore that opinion that there's something that feels deeply true about that. So if you can relate to any of this at all, then the question here is basically, what areas of my life have I been ignoring that actually might benefit from my attention? Where do I need to acknowledge the things that are not yet the way I actually need or want them to be? And am I ready to allow myself to actually work on making them better instead of just telling myself, acting like they're already fine? Or maybe we're not actually ready to work on anything here, but just taking a look at that area and admitting what it is that you want to experience instead of what you're currently experiencing. That is a huge step to priming your unconscious mind to start identifying opportunities for that positive change as an example of somebody who's been ignoring a toxic work environment and pretending that everything is fine because they just don't want to put the energy and effort into finding a different job or making significant changes there. If this person simply makes a statement to themselves that, I want to be respected and appreciated at work, then that can start the wheels turning to start to notice. Maybe a friend starts to talk about interactions with a great boss, and then maybe you think to ask if their company needs somebody with your skills. Or maybe there's just small ways where you begin to stand up for yourself more in your current environment, and that starts training the people around you there for how to treat you better, just sort of one interaction at a time. However this plays out, the first step is realizing that something isn't working, admitting that to yourself, right? And getting clear about what you actually want instead. I'm not advocating here that we just focus on the problems and wallow and like, this isn't what I want. I'm going to acknowledge this to myself and then just live here. The idea is to acknowledge that something isn't what you want, but then be clear about what what do you want instead? What do you actually want? And then allow yourself to ask the question, What are the small steps that I can do about it? When you're ready to start asking those questions, sometimes just admitting the truth to yourself first is a huge first step, especially if we've been avoiding thinking about something for a long time. So I know this last one seems like a big switch from the first part where we're recognizing the positive stuff more. But in truth, most of us have both of these patterns in different aspects of our life. Like maybe I am steadfastly ignoring the evidence that I have work to do on my food and lifestyle choices, insisting that I eat well enough, move well enough, etc. Despite the evidence from my body that tells me otherwise, while at the same time, I'm hyper focused on what seem like huge problems at work or with financial issues that I actually blow way out of proportion because I'm obsessively worrying about them. Uh, That is kind of both things at the same time, right? We're ignoring one, we're focusing a little bit too hard on the other. And ultimately, both our health and our career are probably not benefiting from that lack of balance. Or maybe I am ignoring problems with my career, I'm claiming to be happy, again, in that fairly toxic work environment that I just described, all while going home and then taking out that stress by picking apart my marriage or being overly critical with my kids, right? That balance is obviously not working for anybody there either. So when we look at both the areas where we're putting maybe too much focus or too much negative focus specifically, like worrying or stressing out about this area, and also the areas where we are not putting enough focus or glossing over the things that might be genuinely important to us and worthy of the discomfort of really looking at them, Then we can start to see that there are some small ways that we can begin to shift focus, appreciating what's working more, putting our personal growth efforts towards the things that are most important to us rather than the things that are just shouting loudest for our attention, so to speak. Anyway, I know we covered a pretty wide variety of ideas here today. Hopefully something in here is helpful. If there's even just one question or idea that sparked some inspiration or even some discomfort, because that can also be an important clue that there is something to pay attention to, then I hope you will spend some time this week exploring these questions, asking yourself empowering questions about them, like, what doable steps can I begin taking in this area today that will lead me closer to where I want to be? Or even what aspects of my life or this area of my life are already wonderful and worth appreciating right in this moment? For the next episode, we're going to use hypnosis as a way to explore the various aspects of our lives, both as a way to really focus on the things we can appreciate more, and to find the areas where a little more attention, a little more intentional focus can really help us in our lives, and to find a balance in that process along the way, because it really is possible to love and appreciate yourself, your life, your work, your relationships, your hobbies, spiritual practices, and whatever else gives you meaning, while also seeing the ways you want to continue to grow and holding those ideas together in a balanced way. So I hope you stay tuned for that. I appreciate you joining me for this episode. I really appreciate it when you like, rate, subscribe, share with friends. Thank you so much. You can find me at lenorehypnosis.com or I have a page for this podcast at facebook.com slash good enough and getting better where I would love for you to leave a comment. Tell me what you thought of this episode. Let me know which questions hit the hardest for you. So until next time, I hope you can really enjoy who you are and where you are right now in your life, even while enjoying this ride as we get to be where we want to be more and more over time. And just keep getting better and better at finding and refining that balance along the way. Bye for now.